0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you... Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com ifanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 7-Eleven, brought to you by Marvels, a new podcast from Marvel and Stitcher. Learn more at marvelspodcast.com and Mac Weldon. For 20% off your first order, visit and enter promo code iFanboy, and I iFanboy listeners just like you. My pick of the week seven hundred and eleven. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and this is my co-host, Josh Flanagan. Seven eleven Freedom's waiting for you. Do they still use that slogan? Is that a know. thing? Alright. I like the idea of seven elevens, but I don't ever go in them. I didn't grow up with them. I only it was always exciting because it was the only place I went to on a road trip. Like if we were if we uh-huh. were somewhere exotic. Right. In air quotes, they had a seven eleven, so it was always exciting. So that so that's how I feel about that's- them. <laughs> That's a very 80s childhood thing. (laughs) Like, if you grew up in an area that didn't have Pizza Hut, you're like, but it was an AT. (laughs) Slurpees. Big gulps. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got a third guy here. Ryan Opt.
1: It's me. Guess what, you guys? I saw a shark today. Looked it right in the eye. Underwater. Lemon shark, Josh. Okay, so
0: five, six feet.
1: Oh, yeah. It was big.
2: Nice. Which doesn't sound like five, six feet in shark terms. That's not so big. In front of you in the water, Jesus, <laughs> real big. Well, they're pure muscle. They're pure yeah.
1: muscle. It's
2: uh-huh. a kingpin. Yeah. Were you expecting it? Were you were you surprised by it? Did you say, uh, "Why don't you I, come down here and chum some of this"? <gasps> well,
1: I, mean, I, I was scuba diving, so it's not like oh. you know. We're <laughs> <laughs> in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was look. I looked it right in the eye. Like it was under this ledge on the reef, and we spotted it under this little ledge, just chilling with a little remora, and I, I was right up, right up there looking at it.
2: Founder, did you did you catch what he did there? <laughs> I, did the I, thing where he's like, "Yeah, so I saw a shark," and then, well, I was scuba diving at the time, like an asshole.
1: This is—you've been very aggressive to be on the email thread leading up to this recording. Now we're <laughs> going, and you're being aggressive. What, I, what did I do to you, Josh? I thought, I thought you would want to talk about sharks.
2: I do you want to talk about sharks and the
1: whites you, of their eyes? To be
2: fair, you tried to add a book ten minutes before we did the show, and I had just put the script away, and you, you don't do that.
1: Well, I hadn't finished reading and it's it's all yeah, it's fine. Cuz
2: you
0: cuz you were off adventuring Dr. Doolittle. Okay, so guess what? We're doing a show. It's all, <laughs> we we aren't we aren't quite done with the year, so we're almost done. And then we can do this nonsense when we're off the air. We are I fanboy every week we read a bunch of comics, one of us picks their favorite book called it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book, the other books of the week if we have to, the patron pick, some listener mail if we have time. Although we're already long, so there's a good chance that won't happen. It'll be fun. Here's your spoiler warning. It's a review show. There'll be spoilers. Extra some caution. This week, in the midst of the Thanksgiving holiday, Josh threw curveball at the audience for his pick <laughs> of the week. So, Yeah. So the the good thing about the time is I don't think this is
2: all going to take very long at all. <laughs> I had to think about this. You know, books of magic number fourteen was my pick of the week. When I made the decision, I said I'm good with this. After the the pick that I had a, a
0: little while ago, I uh, say two this weeks is your ago. Third. This is your third Vertigo. magic. You had the the Hellblazer one, then you had the Dolph. Uh, the. Oh, Vertigo's on a roll.
2: <laughs> I mean, by the way, like if you look how many Vertigo books are out this week. I'm like, you 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 rebranded Vertigo. You got rid of all of the books. You got rid of Vertigo. Then you brought all the books back. It, it, Black Label is basically Vertigo now. It's insane. Yeah. So, uh, on the heels of that other John Constantine book that that was the pick previously. Mm-hmm. In which Tim Hunter is sort of the villain of the future that that John Constantine is in. This, I was surprised. I've been reading Books of Magic this whole way through, this 14 issues, because I don't really know Tim Hunter. It was the one part of Vertigo that I hadn't read. And and so I thought this was a good place. And, And Tom Fowler's doing layouts on it. It's been pretty good. It's been very British. It's been very sort of vertigoy, you know, like but but sort of new, but I know that it already existed, so it it'll hold up to a certain extent. and in, in this issue, that John uh, comes to meet th- this Tim and and John is, you know, like so, and and you've basically got John who is sort of like he's a kid. There's nothing he's he's not that thing yet, but he's it's like Hitler in the basket kind of thing. like, should I kill him or not? and then and then you know, Tim is is sort of on his side thinking the same thing. and they're both kind of smug. And they're kind of interesting. And basically, the middle section of this book has two sequences that are happening concurrently. And it's one from John's point of view, and the other one's from Tim's point of view. And every page is half and half. And they're yeah. even like laid out differently as they go through this. And there's two plots that happen there's Tim who has to do this thing. And then uh, on the other side, John has sort of made a deal with these demon, cannibal demons, and, you know, and they're going to kill. Tim, while he's working on this magic problem that he's supposed to, this, this test he's supposed to pass, and I just, I really like the structure of it and how you have two characters who are both supposed to be heroes, but are also sort of not. They're both anti, they're both anti heroes, and and they're against each other, but you don't really want them to be against each other, and there's a lot of tension there. And you know, you know, because I I, I think one of the things that I like about Tim Hunter is that you're in Constantine's world, which I know very well. Uh, and it's just coming at it from a slightly different angle. And he's 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 a kid, but he's got other stuff going on than John does. And John's stuff is very, very specific. But it did have all of that, um, you know, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust that the right thing to do isn't the right thing to do. That, that's actually the the sort of um theme of this whole thing is that in order to get one of the books of magic, it's this blank book that that John says, I've got for Tim. And so that gets Tim... Uh, To go to where he is and he's supposed to take a test he opens up the book and is then sort of zapped into this world where there is this thing that is not a demon when heaven and hell split some of the demons decided to remain neutral Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and this is one of those guys switzerland but after it was all over god was not into their neutrality at all so (laughs) he punished them and so they look all beat up and shit but it turns out that these guys are the best uh, non non-judgmental arbiters of anything of any games or contests in the world because they really have no position on anything. And so Tim has to do this this simple test. And if, if he doesn't pass it, he dies. And if he does, he wins the book or whatever. And it's two pictures like which one should you do? And one of them is like stab the little girl, and the other one saved the little girl. And he goes, "Oh, this is really easy." And then he gets to a point where both choices are he he has to kill somebody.
0: Hmm.
2: And he's like, "This isn't fair." And the guy's like, "You got to choose. You 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 agree to do the game." And there's some trickery. There's stuff that happens, and in the end, John's like, "That was kind of cool. You
0: did a good job." But also, John tries to kill Tim in the middle of this. So I read that Hellblazer pick mm-hmm. you had, and we're going to talk about the other Hellblazer book in a second. So is this all the same world? Are these are these shared universe books? I guess yeah. This is our
2: world. This is that John too, and he's so, definitely come from an alternate future, and, that and he's book, been gone for a while in this world.
0: And in that book tim hunter was a bad guy so is this a, this is the this is the younger version of that character who will come to be i don't think we know that and we don't know why tim hunter was a bad guy yet
2: yeah exactly interesting but i get the sense that that was like a different like an earth Two, earth one kind of thing
0: it's very confusing or maybe not i don't know does this say on the sandman universe on top
2: mm. on Cover. let's look i think so though it's it's definitely got that same trade dress that's what hellblazer says yeah, I mean, no, it's the same John. It's the same John, yeah, Sandman universe. So, yeah, it's all shared universe. You know, like Vertigo.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, and also, like, the two different styles, you know, the, the, like, the the John bit versus the, the Tim
1: uh-huh. bit,
2: they're finished differently. Like, the inking is, is different on you, the coloring is different. You know, John looks a little more sinister from Tim's point of view, and, you know, it's just it's just... It's, it was really nice. It was a cool structure. Simon Spurrier co-wrote this one. I don't know if that means that he's coming over it, but he's the one who's writing Hellblazer now, Yeah. Um, along uh, with, with Cat Howard, who normally writes this book. And so, it rang true, also. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes a character will come back, and then somebody else will do them, and they just get it completely wrong. Like, Bendis has got an 80% success rate, and those other 20%, just like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so, and it'll be concurrent with something
0: else, you know, though that character is appearing correctly. So... This Hellblazer, is it the current sh- buzzed haircut Hellblazer or the older ha- Hellblazer with the flat cap? It's the buzzed haircut one, but I think, I want to say the old one made an appearance
2: like in the background at the end of this one, although that might have been in Hellblazer. That yeah. was in Hellblazer. It's yeah, not in Hellblazer. this one. No, it's it's the John, the younger John who got transported back to our world.
0: Ryan, I find it interesting that Josh always says he hates horror books. However, he picks books of magic, basketful of heads and then the Constantine Hellblazer prelude special as his last three picks of the week. I didn't pick that. Yeah, House I mean, it, it's... I picked the know, dollhouse. It was
1: also a myth that he hated, hated fun for a while. Damn, so the dollhouse just,
2: murders, whatever that was. Yeah, just the dollhouse family. Sure. I, I, listen, I contain multitudes. <laughs> what do you want? You want me to say
0: I'm this way and then stick to that forever? Yes. That's so boring. Did you read this,
1: Ryan? I did not read books of magic. No, I read. So I think if you
0: if you had if you had like Vegas odds, like Mm -hmm. on what the pick would have been, I think the heavy money would have been on John Constantine, Hellblazer number one, Simon Spurrier, Aaron Campbell, David Blair. I thought about
2: it, but in terms of it's the same character, and it's written by you know Simon Spurrier co-wrote this one too. So in terms of that, like from a structural craft standpoint, I was just more impressed by this issue. Although I really did like this. Hellblazer number one, and you read it. So, what did
0: you think? I did. I decided, you know what, I'm gonna jump on. I've I've read I've read enough Hellblazer, and you're you're excited about all the Vertigo books coming out right now. So, I figure, yeah, it's a well, number Vertigo's one in issue. great shape. It's the number one issue, and you know, I don't we don't like to encourage this kind of behavior, but I figured it was a number one issue, so I'll jump on. <laughs> I really liked it. I really liked the Aaron Campbell art, which was really unusual, at least for the kind of books you normally read. And I loved the, the texture of John's face; it was almost like sandpaper.
2: Yeah. It was. I mean, it was very Hellblazer. Like yeah, yeah.
0: this. This is. This book was indistinguishable from a one through three hundred. You know, Vertigo Hellblazer issue. And you were talking before when you picked that other issue, which I wish I could remember the title, so I could stop saying the other issue. But how Simon Spurrier, who may not be your favorite writer, at least being British, lends authenticity to the dialogue. And oh, I mean, this is very, very specific. British no dialogue here no american could write this no not this
2: authentic it's just no it, the 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 criminal guys yes. you know the the whatever his name is all that was the reboys the all you know like, yeah. that dialogue no american d- can do that Nope. it's just i can you know i can barely read it and i'm pretty <laughs> good
0: yeah that was it was a couple of times i was like i have no idea what they're saying yeah but we've also spent a lot of time in in london and in england around around, around british people i mean it, it felt very it yeah. felt fun to read and it felt very sort of, very different from a normal comic
2: yeah and that that is a big part of it it's just that slightly left of what i'm used to but i can still understand it i mean it's 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 almost like like you know a lot of the british tv and comics to to me are you know they're just they're just like oh we're getting transmission from another world i can understand it but it's different enough which makes it
0: interesting which is why i love canadian television because it's it's like this weird hybrid between america and england and it's very strange i assume this bouncer nat will show up again and be either his new Chaz or not but she was a great Mm. character she was she was
2: really good and right away, like, I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> you know, and, and just she's she's capable, she's, you know... And she calls him. She's like, she's like, no, you're going to gather me around you and screw me over, and that does happen, that's true. So Constance thrown out of a
0: bar for making a... I thought it was a funny joke. It wasn't bad, but it's a royalist bar. And uh, he gets thrown out by this bouncer who then proceeds to totally, psychologically break him down uh, while they share a cigarette. And then... He gets kidnapped by the street gang because they need a magician to clear out the park that they used to sell drugs. I mean, this was a weird week of comics. I don't know what I would have done if it was picked week, but I really enjoyed this issue.
2: Yeah, I, I did too. It was it was just classic. The bit where the guy comes out after him and he's, Constantine, you shit. And like 15 <laughs> years ago, he failed to remove a curse on him and he shows his head and he's all scarred up and he's you I mean, like, you look like a bad. manky bullock. It is. It is. But it's, I mean, it's, it's straight up. That was that's Ennis. That's that was an Ennis moment. Yeah, yeah. and and sort of the, the art was very. Um, it was like Tim Bradstreet, who used to do all the covers. Yeah, for it was a lot. Tim
0: Bradstreet. Lot yeah,
2: you know. And there's a lot of politics in here in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. There's social politics. There's economic politics. Is obviously class is always going to be a factor when you're talking about you know when about you know British, Brit, Brit yeah. British society. Yeah, and then there is that little bit where you've got that other John Constantine who is constantine from our world apparently like somebody had mentioned to me what do you mean our that, world uh, the original whatever the original vertigo so the original timeline stuff was.
0: From, from issue one through
2: 300 that's this one
0: yeah because somebody it, wrote wasn't, it wasn't that, he wasn't he at the end of that issue like an old man in a like yeah. yeah
2: yeah somebody reminded me of that and he's at the end of 300 i'd forgotten that but that's apparently that guy so who knows
0: it's a little multiversal
1: ryan are you a hellblazer guy off and on, you know, I've read some of the classic stuff from the early run, but haven't really kept up with it. And then when they started folding him into the DC Universe, let's see, I think that, ironically, lost a lot of the magic.
2: Yes. Ooh. No, it, no, totally. That that just did not work. And this is, they're doing it. What I mean, what's curious to me about this and books and all that stuff, like, why do you think you can sell it now?
0: That's what I don't understand. I don't, I don't know that anyone can answer that question in comics about anything. That's a good point. I think it's all I, just I, flailing blindly. <laughs> well, I well, I generally don't. I generally don't understand is that they killed what they
2: had that was really good. Yeah, and they tried to redo it. And Then I mean, I just said that. Then they killed that. They killed Vertigo altogether, and now they're doing exactly what Vertigo used to be. And I mean, exactly.
0: It's it is weird. I mean, it is kind of crazy that you had you had like th- three black label books this week that could have that would have been Vertigo books, and it's just very bizarre. <laughs> It's very just, strange. It's very. Someone has a, someone has a grudge,
2: and I'm. You know, I'm not going to look at gift horse in the ma- horse in the mouth. I, it's great. I get to read this kind of stuff again, and I'm not going to be like, whoa, it's not 301. I don't give a shit. It's good to have something
1: I like to read again.
2: You know, and and just a little of this, you know, monthly is is all I need. And I'm happy.
1: You don't want it every two weeks because they they want you to have it every two weeks.
2: Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want anything every two weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have a sneaking suspicion, Josh, that we're going to have to put you up against the wall. Why is that? Because in the old days, you said anyone who, who stopped reading Lazarus was going to go mm-hmm. up against the wall right? in your new regime. Yeah, that's true. I did say that. Now that we're on Lazarus Risen, which is the new quarterly format for Lazarus, which is like three times the normal length, you have been lukewarm on it, and I, I just suspect that eventually you're going to end up against the wall like many leaders do. I mean, if I have to put myself up against the wall, so be it.
2: We talked about this before. I really enjoyed this I'm making air quotes issue, mm-hmm. but it's a passive enjoyment, I suppose. Like I don't I, I was doing the script and I was like, I don't really know what to say about it. You know, it's 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 a lot there. And it's so far, between... i'm I'm having I'm failing. I'm failing to make the sort of connections that I was making before. So instead of thinking too hard about it, I'm just reading the story. And if I don't get something, oh well, maybe
0: it'll come around.
1: Ryan, are you still reading this? I must admit, the new format has thrown me, and I, I, I haven't been keeping
2: it. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking of revoking the policy because I think that the new formatting has made it challenging for oh, so people. Also, it's,
0: it's like by rebranding the book and by changing the format, it's no longer the old book, so therefore you no longer go against the wall. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, it's I think that's it's a loophole. There. You know it's an 8 dollar book every however many months, you know. Mm. But what did you enjoy this? I did. I did. I I really I like I just I, I feel like I would want it more regularly and slowly, but I really like but I'm just forgetting because there was so much. I really like the uh, development of forever in this. Mm-hmm. Like at some I was trying like I was halfway through and I go, "Oh, she got like her mind, she took control of her mind at some point," I think.
0: Yeah, she was get, she was sort of her her sister sort of helped her wean her off the drugs. and Yeah. yeah. And so she's trying – so I, I like that, that you're seeing her
2: really mature and come into her own in a way that she wasn't allowed to before. But I couldn't remember if the sister, who's now the head of the family, is good or bad. Like, I I couldn't – Well, she's the one that helped her get her off the drugs. Right. That's what I figured. But like I'm saying, I couldn't – I just couldn't place all that because it's been, you know, probably more than a year since that happened. Right. So And if this was the only book I was reading and it came, you know, like – be fine but I, i'm reading a lot of books but i liked i like how handily she ha- she dealt with the threat in this you know the the big scary russian guy with the with the crotch of skulls who can't be stopped you know and and the conversation with the with the russian family head mm-hmm. I, It was all really well done it was sort of you know classic rucka it was it was it was great
0: i thought i feel like they've been fighting this russian dude for like three years but that could be because of the yeah. way the the schedule is now but, yeah but it's only been an issue and a half so i my favorite part was actually the cliffhanger where she shows up to talk to the new the new forever her next her next version I did
2: too yeah no it, there were a lot of great things in this issue but I've literally
0: forgotten them since I read
2: them because you until you brought them up
0: I liked it but it, like you said it's tough to get into it it's because it's not quite a trade like it's not qu- it's not yeah it's it's weird I don't think this format's the way to go and I don't know how. And
1: I, I don't know how else to keep it alive.
2: I don't think they can do it. I think that's the problem. I, I think know. this either could needs you just to come do, out.
1: Could you just do one big graphic novel to wrap it up and then you know, wipe your hands and walk away?
2: I mean, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'm not like kill it, but I think that his um his eyes are bigger than his stomach. But also,
0: what 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 do you wrap up? Because it's not. Not even close the story is is too sprawling, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the end game of the story is. It's not like there's a de- villain to defeat. it's just it's just the world. And so if Carlisle wins, like takes all the other families out, that's not really the story and he he went through such you know, Rocca went through such pains to create this
2: rich and full, gigantic world. And as such, I still feel like we've only scratched the surface of it because that's what he kept telling us. Mm-hmm. And now it's so big, if you're going to work with this one guy who is amazing, you're never going to get to any of it. It'd be like if, you know, it'd be like if an Astro City came out every, you know, well, for a while, this is what it was. It was like once every couple of years, right. you know. but when but Astro he got, City
1: was usually a one and done or at least a much shorter, less sprawling story. Uh, it was just a glimpse yes. into the world, whereas this is like, you know, this is the, the plotting of a... Intricate (laughs) novel and it's really hard to follow in these. But it's it's, almost—it's
0: not even one. It's like plotting of intricate three or four novels. Yeah, well that's mm-hmm. what I mean like I just mean Astro City and that like
2: the way that Busick set it up it was full of pro- full of promise and and tributaries and things like that. And in that last bit where he really did do a monthly book for a while and he got to explore all the different bits of it and that was by using, you know, A he had somebody paying for it and B he had, you know, different artists coming in and it stayed on schedule. You know, you over the 3 years, 36 issues, you really got to do something up. But this 65 pages every Quite two or three times a year, it's going to be like it's going to be like reading one chapter of a book a year, and that's, that's hard.
0: That's the that's a huge the hard thing. because this it be like, it feels like yeah,
2: it feels like reading you know love and or war and peace you know a little bit at a time twice a year.
0: It's too sprawling to do it this, yes. this frequent. That's just the real that's the real challenge. It was fine yeah. as as you said, it was fine as a quasi monthly book, but now it's just like what just happened, and not enough has happened now to keep me, you know, to keep us all very interested for the next one. I want to keep reading it, but it's just, it's tough. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm glad that, you know, I I feel like you're in the same spot, like. I love this book, it was one of our favorite books when it was coming out regularly, but it's tough. I understand practically why this is the format, and I don't want them to kill Michael Lark, but I think, I don't think this works.
0: Against the wall, Lark. No! (laughs) No! Whoa! I did not. That is not what I said. I was watching the, the SNL Thanksgiving special, and they had a ladies' men skit, and it made me think of Michael Ark.
1: Yeah, what's out here on this wall?
0: Hold <laughs> on, Let me get my ink brush.
1: I also was thinking of Michael Ark, but because I've been rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Julie, and he's in—he's—he's uh, he's a cannibal. <laughs>
0: that, that's an old joke for old yeah. school listeners. Oh
1: no, I, I remember. Yep. Action it's comics. all rich
0: people. One thousand seventeen, cool. art by John Romita Jr., words by Bendis, inks by Jansen. Josh, do you want to let out your patented "I hate" crossover sc- scream? This
2: sort of the 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 cover made me more mad than anything, and <laughs> I said this to you guys last week, I think off air, but like, action comics is is not on here. It yeah. is, in little tiny letters up in the front. So I'm like, oh, this is some Lex Luthor special. Yeah. I don't need to read it. And then I'm like, oh, no, it is it is action comics. And then I wonder, well, is it really going to be action comics, or is it going to be some stupid thing that isn't action comics that you called action comics because of this thing? And it pisses me off. However, I really enjoyed reading it.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a – they almost – he did as good a job hybridizing – Yes, as the, uh, And I say this as someone who's not following the main plot of Year of the Villain. I don't really know what it is. I don't know what's going on with Lex, but um, yeah. It's dumb. You oh, oh it, is it?
0: Yeah, it's dumb. Well, the, what he did was he basically shunted the Year of the Villain stuff into the, like, the wraparound story and then went yeah. back to what he was doing, which was...
1: which was Do you no guys worry. actually think that a group of gorillas could put the, the beat down on Superman if they caught him unawares? No. Okay. Unless the gorillas mag- are real strong. Unless they're using magic. No, the gorilla, gorilla City is all about science. I know. No, so. Then no. Okay. All right. So they just okay. caught him off guard.
0: However, I did enjoy the return to Gorilla City and the kind of goofy gorillas from Batman Universe. And I thought the Clark stuff, at the planet was terrific. Yes. Yep. The, re- the return of the sexy redheaded firefighter who we yep. forgot about, who disappeared like a year ago. And then the Clark Lois scene was great. We, we all know where he's building with the Superman story, and we talked about this last time. I he's I just, I just don't understand. It's not being earned, and all this does is this kind of story is reinforce how great it is for Clark Kent to exist.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and there was that bit. There was that bit in uh, the the Tom King one. The super, the is it Superman? Was it up in the sky? Up in the sky. Um, you know where he's talking about his writing. And how it's like, you know, the prose is like how his father would do it, you know, like reminded of him it just you're right. And that that doesn't work if everyone knows that Clark and a Superman, because then your byline is by Superman and it's stupid. Yeah. And so a- as far as like showing another side of this guy, having it be a thing that nobody knows about mm-hmm. makes it more interesting. That contrast this is I the thing that he takes that- pride in.
1: I love that Perry and Jimmy know Clark well enough that when he comes in with that look, they're like, just get out of his way. Let yep. him get to the mm-hmm. keyboard. Like, I is, like that bit a lot. This is so
0: great. And that page is my favorite page. That he, His Perry is wonderful. And you can go right to HR and put that on my tab. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite line I, I of the did,
2: whole I liked, week. I like the way that – I I don't want to say that that is slipping, but some of it is a lot looser than I'm used to, which I don't necessarily mind. But I just noticed it was different there's that bit where he's actually the first page of that conversation where you're way out and then you push in and you're just in, in the newsroom floor and then you've got Perry leaning on the wall, his glasses up on his forehead.
0: Mm-hmm. What
2: a great, what a, yep. what, the, what a wonderful bit of composition there. And, and and I just that whole conversation where they're talking about Leviathan and I was like, wait, this lady was involved with Leviathan in some way, but I don't quite remember.
0: There's just a lot of stuff going on. She's she the Invisible the Mafia. Print. That's right. Okay. She's, yeah. She's yeah. The yeah. One. She runs the Invisible Mafia. She runs the the Red Mist. The whole club that blew Let's up say, was her yeah, club. Yeah, knew that part.
2: Yeah. I just do it was from the beginning of Leviathan, and I, I forgot how that went. But then the sort of the drama of the giant fireball that goes by—that was really—I was like, that's very Superman. y That's cool.
0: Um, I just—it's it's just if they're trying to make a case for to not having Clark Kent, they're doing a very poor job <laughs> because <laughs> this is this is all this is, is how great Clark Kent is as a character su- separate from Superman. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to assume this is all a feint. I don't know. Whatever. And I also trust in Bendis. It's true. It's a hell of an interesting story. I just don't, you know, all I can go on is, is all of the bad institutional decisions DC's been making.
2: That's, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't think Bendis is going to be subject to those, but I don't know. They all are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look what they did to Jeff Johns. <laughs>
0: We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Visible uh, Woman Five, the final issue of this miniseries, Mark Wade, Ma- Mattia. It's a, it's Italian. De Louise. <laughs> what did you think of the final issue? Did you read this, Ryan? Have you read this miniseries?
1: I caught up on it for recording this week. Yeah.
0: What did you think so of I it? Read
1: the, I read the yeah. first issue and then I, I caught up on the rest just now. And not bad. A pleasant surprise. Yeah,
2: it's it's a it's kind of a palate cleanser in a way. Like, it it's, you know, it's Marvel, she's recognizable, but it's a different thing, and she's off doing here, and it's a different Mark
0: Wade. Her and her black eyebrows.
1: And uh, I believe this Let artist, artist Madia, did the uh, recent uh, Jessica Jones series that I liked, so oh. I was almost reading this for the art as well, because I like the art quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun, you know, with There's there's that whole thing and I know Mark I think Mark Wade is where I originally heard this, where like Sue is the most powerful member of the Fantastic Four because those the force fields you could do so much with that. Mm -hmm. But because the power has a defensive such an obvious defensive capability, like it's and and Johnny with fire doesn't, like their dynamic as part of a team of four, she does tend to get put in the support role Mm -hmm. more so than than some of the other characters and plus sexism. um, Plus sexism. Well, also, and
0: she's she's the only natural defender. So, like, if if you needed to save right. a bunch of people from falling debris, it's not like you're gonna have, you know, yeah. the human you could have the stretchy guy
1: catch them. But it's it was cool to see her use her powers in a bunch of different ways, not just in this final issue, but throughout the course of the series. There, you know, Mark Wade is constantly finding finding new or interesting or just different things for her to do with her powers that that she has to do because she's on her own, and that was cool.
2: Which is very classic comic bookie like that's where you're like you see his silver age coming through which i really appreciate now i think if i had any complaints about this whole thing and i i don't have a lot i, I really did enjoy it and it was sort of from out of nowhere and it wasn't like anything else and it was a different Zeus storm story i think the utter 180 that the bad guy
0: yeah took he was a, was a little, little mustache twirly at the end
2: yeah, he got he got way too arch. There was no doubt about it. So before he was the greatest guy, and then all of a sudden we come back later and he's the worst guy. And I f- felt that
1: well, he was like the greatest guy, and they were a little flirty. And, yeah, like, she was she was actually you could tell maybe a little jealous about like him potentially having a, a secret wife, and like it was there they, they had a cool dynamic that you know Sue Sue has always had interesting relationships with other hot men who aren't named Reed. But it was unique up until he just, like you said, became a complete villain, and that, it, was, it was a little weird. Yeah, two I didn't th- like that. part. Two
0: things of note: one, when you have to find something in a plane and you turn it invisible, a, I think it'd be really hard to find anything because now you can't see what you're, where you're looking. I mean, obviously, you can. She makes the the compartments with the luggage visible, but like you can't see to open the like you can't see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Also, I, yeah. feel, I feel like a bunch of people get really freaked out about being in an invisible plane all of a sudden. There'd be a shitload of vomiting, like when you walk yeah. out on one of those sky bridges. It's a lot of uh, internal uh, problems with that. What I thought was funny is that she turned everything invisible,
2: but you still couldn't see the thing. Right, that's Wait, what I mean. You it's you like, well, everything invisible, but we uh, still have to look in the bags?
0: Right. Um, <laughs> but Make then, the bags invisible. Uh, her walking away for, at the end and turning invisible as she walked away was fucking badass. Yeah. True. That's that's a cool moment for for Sue as spy. Like that's a great metaphor. It's a great visual image. You know, that was really cool. I, I, I thought this was really fun. I'm glad i glad I yeah. took a flyer on it.
2: This is a good Maria Hill. Yeah. And it's also like the thing where there's no shield now. I'm like, all right, enough. Yeah. Let's forget about the Hydra thing. Let's get shield back. And while we're at it, let's talk about Nick Fury. No, we don't have time for that.
1: No, we can't. I mean, There's too much. It was a fun mini. Like, it really yeah. was,
2: you know, it was, a, it was a great little mini that, that I'm glad I, I grabbed.
1: She changed her hair color. It was cool. Yeah. And her skin tone. In a previous issue, not this issue, but I love that. That was so fun. Let's take a
0: quick break here and talk about a podcast that we're really excited about. It's called Marvels. It's based on a graphic novel by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross, one of our favorite books of all time. And it's an incredible window in the Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah, I listened to the um, original one they did with Wolverine set up in Alaska, and the sound design is really top notch. The voice acting is all really solid. The story itself was was really good. And I, I watched the preview for this upcoming one. So you guys are a little older to me. I don't understand. What was, was there? Like a, some sort of knob turning? What was happening with the sound effect there? <laughs> Didn't quite get that. It
2: was a TV switcher like they used in Star
0: Wars?
1: I thought. I, thought <laughs> I mean, I just hit the podcast I want to listen to, and it plays. I don't. There's some sort of weird radio effect happening. Uh, it was really cool sounding though. It's but the thing a that dial. This,
0: and that's how you find signals.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought have just typed in the website I no, wanted no, to go no. to. No, no, no. But the thing about it that was really cool that I'd never experienced before was Galactus is always seen as this big bombastic world-ending threat, and yeah. the way that they put it together for this preview, it made Galactus creepy, and I've never had that sensation around Galactus before.
2: But, always remembered in your mind's eye, he has shorts on.
1: <laughs> and a giant G belt. Yep. Where did he get that belt?
0: Galactus wear. <laughs> he's, he's got one, <laughs> one customer, and they, it's a hard year. <laughs> Galactus Weldon. <laughs> so... We talked about it last time really great production values, really good acting, Method Man playing Ben Urich, It's all there. And th- what is the show? Well, it takes place in a backdrop of the Fantastic Four showdown with the Galactus, but it follows a photographer, a student, and a journalist on their mission to investigate a sprawling, superpowered conspiracy theory. The show gets into a level of depth and detail in marvel that you won't find anywhere else. And if you decide to give it a try, give it a listen, the only way to do that is by going to stitcherpremium.com, signing up with promo code F A N. That'll get you a free month trial at Stitcher Premium. And if you get that, you'll be able to listen to Marvels right now. So that's com, promo code FANFAN.
2: And it's cool. Like it really is like, a thing. I'm a I'm a person who would be like, Oh, you don't want to do that. And then as soon as I started listening I was like, oh, actually this really works. And I you you know me. I'm a I'm a cynical person. I don't like new things.
0: If you're an audiobook guy. Yeah. Like if you're on a road trip, you know, that'd be a fun thing. Like listen to Marvels on the road, that'd be a great time. As long as the performances and the production are good,
2: then there's a whole level of things that you don't have to worry about them screwing up and taking you out of it. You know, you don't like maybe the Galactus in this story is a cloud, but you wouldn't know it because you can't see it. So you can just (laughs) picture whatever it is you think looks cool. But really, there's something so intimate about the audio format that you're listening to this. So, you know that. But I think a lot of people don't think to apply it to other other things. And it, and it, it can work really well. You know, and you get sucked into it and you get, you know, in just that right way. Uh, and it is, it's it's pretty magical. So I, I really love it as a format, as a, as a medium.
0: There you go. Stitcherpremium.com, promo code F A N. Check out Marvels. Did you guys have to go back and skim through the old issues of Batman Creature of the Night for number four, the final issue?
1: Probably I should have. Did not do that. that
0: that's what I did because it had been two years since the first issue came out. And over a year I'm
1: just glad John Paul Leon's okay.
0: Yeah, so John Paul Leon got got really sick. Was it cancer? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So that was why the issue came out. I don't begrudge them. I'm not upset about the delay. It just just made getting into the story difficult.
2: It just... I mean, once I... I I don't tend to ever do that just because I'm always under the gun to sort of finish stuff. It took me a little while once I got into it remember where I was and get my bearings. And then once I did, it sort of clicked. And I was like, okay, I, I get this. Like, he... He went overboard and, and, and like, it was kind of weird, and then they mentioned it was his twin, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't love that half of the story as much, mm-hmm. and it, you know at, at the end of the day, I don't know that I loved the ending so much. yeah like it was good. it was interesting, it was beautiful to look at. It was thoughtful. you know, I don't know that I, I got a ton out of it or I really enjoyed the ending. I don't think it was a misstep so much as just you know it's, it's fine.
0: I think I feel that way by the whole series. Yeah, I you know I loved Superman Secret Identity, but this is the companion piece to that. At the end of this issue, he puts the pitch in the original pitch that he wrote right after. So it took fifteen years to get this book made. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it worked all that well. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it was Superman in the real world, like a real Superman in the real world, and this is supposed to be sort of that for Batman. I
1: mean, I mean it seems like the Batman thing is real, but he's also dealing with some sort of dissociative. That's a good point. Disorder. And I think that was something
2: about the ending that were like for the first part everyone was like, Oh my god, it is real and then by the end everyone was acting like it was a hallucination again and I thought I pick a lane.
1: So it's like when he like slashes the guy in the bar fight, now I'm wondering, you know, and somebody's like, Oh my god, did he have knives? Like, well, I don't know. Did he like did he actually was he actually holding a knife and we just saw it as a claw because that was his hallucination? Like I I, I know that like, I get I guess the point was probably to be ambiguous, but it was ambiguous the in a saw way. It. Yeah, it was ambiguous in a way He the thing. I, yeah, and
0: so, and criminals saw it and yeah.
1: I yeah. couldn't trust what the panel was showing me was representing reality or not in a way that I found a little frustrating.
0: Yeah, I think I think ultimately that's how I would describe this as, as frustrating. I, I wanted to like it more than I did, and I didn't like yeah. it as much as I'd hoped.
2: That's probably right. Yeah, You made me read Valkyrie, yeah. Jane Foster, mm-hmm. and and uh, I'm glad you did, and I'm still, still reading. reading it. Yeah. Yeah. This fourth issue, this, fifth, this had a shot at pick issue. of the week. Five. Fifth, five, whatever. There's a lot of fours and five this week, really? so I get them mixed up this was almost a pick of the week it was good it it, but that was pretty much my review i really enjoyed it (laughs) well it's it's
0: mostly one one long fight scene between her and and the grim reaper for the most part there's other things that happen here but
2: yeah but it's one of those good superhero solutions yeah Um, look at him as if you're valkyrie oh takes him down to valla it was it was it was a good solution you know, it is fun and, and inventive and sort of unexpected and, you know, a good resolution. You you go, Oh, that, that worked. But yeah, the books the book's been been fun. I think exploring the character this way, you know, especially following her being Thor, has been has been a good time.
0: Right. This is a solid superhero book. Yep. Absolutely. Anyone else still reading Shazam? Uh huh. Yep. What I I have one thing that was I thought was interesting, but Mostly, I want to ask, what is going on here? Jeff Johns is supposedly writing this book, right? But it doesn't feel like Jeff Johns. It feels like, if it is him, it feels like someone who's dumbing down the story. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Like, they're trying to specifically do it, like a like an all ages book, but it doesn't read like a Jeff Johns comic, and it doesn't read like a DC comic. It reads that is like true. A kids book almost.
1: I I don't
2: know that it feels all that different than like Justice Society did.
1: Well, I only recently watched the movie because I had a long flight, mm-hmm. and it it's striking me how closely this new series hues to the movie. Yes, I guess it's not totally surprising, but. Yeah, I guess the movie did well enough that this is this is where the direction they're taking the comics. No, no, no,
0: but no, no, no. Don't make those assumptions. Nope. It didn't do that well, and it doesn't matter how well the movie does. This is they are following all the movies, no matter what happens. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I can't figure out what like they're doing this weird tease with like the return of Captain Marvel, and and I don't. Well, that was like, what I wanted to talk about. What are, they, what are about? they trying to
0: do? That was legitimately interesting. Where he was in the world that was all for the dead, and he sees a gravestone that says Captain Marvel Senior, and I didn't even. It didn't even register at first. That's how, you know, he's Captain Marvel, so it didn't register. And then the next page, you see the, the original Marvel family from the original continuity of DC with the original costumes all as skeletons. And I went, whoa, that's, <laughs> that's, that seems big. And I went, wait a minute, they're calling him Captain Marvel. I thought they weren't allowed to do that anymore. And then I went back, and saw the, went back to the grave, and I was like, whoa, so what is, that was really interesting. Yeah. They're not coming back. They're all dead. But, but
1: I just, I can't figure out, like, what, is it just a, a wink and a nod? Or, like, are they are they trying to reclaim something? I just, I don't know.
0: I thought the Scott Collins art looked great. Yeah, it's, at times. I thought it looked weird at times.
1: I really liked Eaglesham on this book. I have yeah, that me too. I was kind of, you know, of bummed, but, you Good know, Collins is good Collins, it, Collins, but I, I think did, Eaglesham worked for this book, and Scott Collins works less Great there's dude. a
2: th- you know there's a thing where when Johns works with Collins that sort of makes me feel a thing. I, I you know I I enjoyed it. I I'm, I'm not really thinking about it too much or getting into it. It's okay. It does it does feel like it's missing something. But I I literally am just putting that up. To, I think you're right. I think he's trying to do an all ages thing, which I don't know. It seems like he didn't have to work too hard to do before. But
1: does Billy become less powerful every time he hands out another Shazam? I don't know. I don't think so. Suit. I feel like
0: it. Kind of I, th- I think the thing that's pro- the real problem we've talked about before is there's the foundation here is real creaky, like and this oh. is a problem with a lot of DC books is that without the the foundation with this with this creaky new fifty two continuity which we're still in who is Shazam who are these characters who are these people why do they right, exist.
1: Because the guy that was the wizard, Shazam, is now just the wizard, and the guy who was Captain Marvel is now Shazam, and they're the Shazam family, but none of them have... And I remember you talking about this uh, on the movie podcast for Shazam, because I listened to it after yeah. watching the movie, and it's like, wh- who are these characters? How do you... Yeah. How do you call them to yeah. dinner?
0: You know? <laughs> it's just a weird... I, 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 I've I been enjoying this series. This, is, this was... My least favorite issue, but I did find things interesting about it, but I haven't enjoyed I like it.
1: I like that his dad is named Cece. That made me laugh.
0: I was glad to get back into the real world, though,
1: yeah, I was too. yeah.
2: I, I was glad that we were out of the what are the other lands or whatever they are, and they were back, you know, in the real world with his parents, and his dad showed up, and I was like, okay, that's real drama. that's yeah, i c- I can work with that. So that worked for me. yep. I don't know the actual continuity all that well because I don't think I've ever actually read it directly., okay. so, you know, I, I don't know what, what what's what or what's good or bad. I know there's some changes, but that's literally every superhero comic book, so I can't hold it against this one.
0: We all have stories. <laughs> we those are the books we want to talk about uh, at the Patreon.com slash I Fanboy. The patrons can vote to add a book to the rundown, and on this vote, short in week with the holidays, and we 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 got the post up late because of the travel, and it just was a mess. This it's always a mess doing this, this particular show, but the winner by one vote was Conan 2099, number one, from Jerry Duggan and Toge Antonio from Marvel Comics. This is part of the 2099 crossover that's currently happening that I am not reading. And this is dealing with Conan the Barbarian. And I, I, I was going to say in, in 2099, but I don't even know if that's accurate. Uh, yeah, that was confusing. I, I don't know what happened in this book. It was a Conan book. Was it? Don't look at the 2099 part. This
1: was a He a, got
2: cursed by a witch. Yeah. He was king for a really long time. He thought of a solution got out of it. This was 100% a regular Conan story. That That's, that's accurate. Thorned. However,
1: I think and I'm not no even No part talking, of it needed to be 2099 though.
0: But putting that aside, Good. my biggest problem was a storytelling problem was I couldn't tell you the order in which these events occurred and where how far we t- We kept jumping in time.
1: Yes, cuz there were times where it seemed like it was in the deep past but yeah. he's still wearing his Conan future armor. And then there's times where I thought we were in the future, but everyone's dressed like old timey peasants. I think that there were I think my my actual problem My actual problem in the
2: book was that I think the art from a visual standpoint, design, figure, thought it looked really good. I think there were storytelling problems. I think the artist made a page look good, but I don't think that 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 was very skilled in sort of in the storytelling part, maybe that had to do with the script or whatever, but i got I got lost a couple of times, and I think there was some confusing visual stuff, which is what you're sort of alluding to also. There were weird choices, which is, you know, when he goes into the future, uh, a storytelling problem. one, the Nova person crashes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He picks up his laser sword and swings, and there's a wolf coming after him. i had to I didn't know what the hell was going on there. I went back and forth a couple of times. I don't think that was particularly clearly told. I think him having, you know, going to the future and still basically looking the exact same, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. That was the curse. Like, he didn't, I think. I don't mean physically. He's wearing
2: the outfit.
1: Yeah.
2: If you're talking about, let's say, minimum seven, eight hundred years in the future, like, he would look more different. I think they could have used more visual signifiers. But then again, it's Conan. Maybe Conan's like, fuck it. Conan wears what he wears. And I can get behind that too. I mean, the thing was, like, Jerry Duggan, he does these little side bits now and they're fun. He did the Savage Sword of Conan series. The time in that one was all over the place. There were fucking pirates in it. Like regular, you know, seventeen hundreds pirates. But now, it was also the same as Conan and Samaria. So I I don't know. I just I just go. Now, with it. It was, putting
0: that aside, as you said, it was a it was a fun Conan story in which, as Ryan said, Conan is Cursed by Morgan Le Fay, that when I assume when he's in the past to live forever, live until the sun scorches the earth. So basically, until the sun expands and destroys the the uh, planets, and but and also in the meantime, she's gonna live in his head as like a Iago on his shoulder.
1: That's the real. That's one of. like one of your guys' powers.
0: But not fun. This is that. not well, Sometimes you
1: give up. Not fun. Patron powers. <laughs> I I hate the ones where it's just a person's voice in your head when you give out those powers. That would be terrible for me. <laughs> so. So th- in here already.
0: So here, we're, he's bouncing, or I mean, not bouncing on time, but basically, uh, you know, he's he's in the past, I guess, and then he's in 2099, where he's also the king of Mexico, the world. Know, was that the past? I don't, I don't know. And then I was trying to put it all aside. He he's got a futuristic, he's got a laser sword. He's got a futuristic throne room. And then he goes Got on a, a robot
1: he, finger necklace.
0: He basically dissolves his kingdom and goes on a walkabout, with, and that's when he runs into the dead Nova. Takes the Nova helmet. Him wearing the Nova helmet was kind of funny and cool. <laughs> Wasted opportunity. <laughs> and then, and seriously, yeah. put a Nova
2: helmet on it. Make that motherfucker Conan rocket. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer.
0: And then uh, he has to go. He goes to the, Co- the Nova Citadel, I guess, is one of the cities. Again, we don't have much information um he finds her- in la he finds them all dead yeah but like look like, why is there no was, like i don't i don't know enough about the world you know it's
1: 2099
0: he repairs the helmet flies the sh- <laughs> which doesn't sound nearly as far to the future as yeah. it used to right <laughs> flies the building away and uh ends up tricking Morgan the fae and getting out of the curse but then walking through space i was like i don't i don't know what happened by the end of it i was like it was fun but i don't know what happened so, from a plotting standpoint,
2: those things that I paid attention to, I was 100% fine with it. It's a Conan story. It was neither a wonderful or nor a bad Conan story. I'm not entirely sure there are those things. I think there are Conan stories. So, take 2099 off of it. Just sort of go with it. If you just go with it, it was fine. If mm-hmm. you try to make sense of it, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: But, I'm going to tell you right now, one star goes... For putting a Nova helmet on him and not having him rocket around.
0: One full star deducted. You're like the the Russian judge in ice skating. One full star off of that for that. I don't understand that reference, but okay. So what's our ratings then? Ratings on Conan 2099 number one out of five. I'm giving it two and three quarter stars.
2: And you like it the most. Well, it would have been three and three quarter stars.
0: Interesting. One full star.
1: I think I'm going two and a half.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. That's where I'm at, too.
1: I
2: probably would have said three and a half, so maybe I guess it would be two and a half after that. I think I was trying to be nice, but yeah.
0: Sticking with any more of these books? Not if I don't have to.
1: <laughs> I'm intrigued by the whole 2099 reboot soft relaunch thing. The only character from that series that I ever cared about was Spider-Man, though, yep. so...
0: I thought the same thing because as a kid when it was coming out I read Doom and Ra- was Ravage the one that Stan Lee wrote I think it was I wasn't around for this ultimately I only cared about Spider-Man so I don't I don't I don't care about this I don't care about this Gil O'Hara. yeah so there you go patreon.com slash fanboy if you are a patron at any level all levels you can vote to add a book to the rundown as the patrons do even in the midst of holiday cheer so thank you for that let's quickly talk about as quick as we can we'll talk about Mac Weldon I'm so happy that they're on this show. I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, I'm, I'm excited.
2: Yeah. They're better than whatever it is you're wearing right now. They just are. Unless you're wearing it, which I am, so I know it's fine. Not fully. I'm not fully ensconced. So there are parts of me that are less comfortable than others is what I'm getting at. It's a premium men's essentials brand that uh, believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Those two things really are the crux of what we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. A well-designed thing that you, you're going to use every day, and then the fabric being... Man, I, I cannot stress enough how these underwear have not loosened up. True. They have held up. They have not gotten pilly. They have not worn through. I wear them, you know, not the same one, but I wear them most days. Unless it's really cold, then you wear them all at once. Right. Well, that would be too tight. But the point <laughs> is, like, they've held, I can I can tell you, like, this is over years now. They're holding up right away that makes it worth it uh they believe in smart design premium fabrics simple shopping the website is not a confusing website it's easy to use you find the things you want good menus trees look at the sizes look at the colors choose what you want go for it uh not a bad experience at all they will be the most comfortable underwear socks shirts undershirts hoodies sweatpants and more that you will ever wear i was just talking about the ace sweatpant with my wife like literally, she goes oh you really like those like i know i do It's wonderful pairs. They're in the hamper right now. I can't wear them. I've got to do laundry just for it. There's a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means that they eliminate odor. Ryan, would you have liked to have had some of those in the jungles of Costa Rica?
1: Yes, I bought a different brand that was supposed to accomplish that, and um, they wore out.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't have happened here. Cert- certainly not as quickly. The, you know, they want you to be comfortable. If you do not like your first pair of underwear, you may keep it, and then they will still refund you. There's no questions asked. Not only do they perform well, it's great you know, for working out or doing physical stuff. It's great for just sort of everyday life and wearing around.
0: And we've been talking, I guess, for the whole year about their pants. Yeah. The Radius pants and the Ace Sweat Pants, which you just mentioned. And they also have a Sunday lounge pants, which I'm very curious about, although I, I'd like to wear them other days other than Sunday. He's lounge pant curious. I found a new use for the radius pants. Go on. We talked a lot about it. The radius pant is designed to uh, still be stylish and you can wear them like, for traveling because they're comfortable and mm-hmm. Josh wears the hike a lot. Thanksgiving. It was the perfect Thanksgiving pants. Oh, really? I was a little concerned because if, if you're not gaining five pounds over the course yeah. of Thanksgiving, you're doing it wrong. And I, was, I had jeans on and I was like, this is not going to work. I'm right on the edge of I also feel
1: like no one ever discusses Thanksgiving dress code.
0: Oh, that was the other thing. I was like, I can wear these pants. They're comfortable. They have a lot of give in the waist. They still uh-huh. look side stylish. I, wore, I threw on a Henley t-shirt over it. Looked it looked fine. Like, I looked like a, a comfortable, Normal but also person. you know enough for a, you know, not like a schlub at, uh-huh. at dinner. And they were completely comfortable. I was like, this might be the best thing I've ever done in my life.
2: I'll tell you something, too. I can't speak to this, but I did have a splash-resistant experience with mine. There you go. I dropped some food, and I was like, oh, crap. And then I just, oh, it was gone. Because there's a bit of water resistance built in there. Yep. So you, if you've got gravy spillage,
0: ain't no thing, baby. So we talked about the underwear a lot, but also the pants been great. So if you want to get 20% off your first order, if you're all pants curious or underwear curious, go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Enter promo code IFANBOY to get 20% off your first order. And thanks for shopping with MacWeldon. Weldon. Let's give out the patron powers, patreon.com slash ifanboy. If you give it the $5 higher level, get your own patron power live on the show. Go, Josh. Uh, MCCN,
2: um, the micro – I don't know. It's it's just I, I don't have the energy left to come up with an acronym for this. But MCCN is a patron, and the power for that person and or entity could be a corporation. That's people too. Mm-hmm. They can tell uh, what menu items you will not like. So if you're at the restaurant and you're like – thinking about having that you're not going to like that it's got capers in it oh okay Well, it's not listed you're not going to like it or that's you know it it says it's buttery but i don't want too much it's too much butter you don't want it you can't tell you're going to like something
1: does it update live oh yeah like like if the if the restaurant if my if my mood is different or maybe the restaurant has recently like changed the way that they prepare a certain thing are they going to know that in the moment
2: at that moment yes yep okay one time, I went to a, a um, Morton's Steakhouse, and because could, we could do that on the old business account days. <laughs> at that other job, right, we do that, right. that a lot. And it was always like, we didn't do it that often, but when we did, it was like, let's go to Morton's. Awesome. Great lunch. Can I have a good steak? It was just one day they had crap steaks.
0: Hmm. It was
2: like they ran out and went to Albertson's.
0: Oh, no. It
2: was the worst. And like MCCN, sitting there at the table, would be like, I know it doesn't sound right. Order the chicken today. (laughs) We gotta go fish. Yeah, it was not. It was, but they'll know at that moment, that day, that item. Don't get that one. You're not gonna like that. It's gonna be a bad choice.
0: That's a good. That's a good power. Ryan, you're up.
1: (laughs) I know. I was like, why did I put Ron? (laughs) Oh man. Um, I'm struggling. I think Deezer Irons... I think Deezer Irons can walk on water. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> you can turn it on and off. It's you not do this a lot.
0: What's a, what okay. do I do? What do I do? You, you you gave somebody Aquaman's powers one time. Like,
1: I was on the water all day today. <laughs> it's, I, I got nothing else to think about. Let I me mean, either... ask
2: you a question. Is there a depth issue? No. Is, Easier on like a shallow
0: puddle, but if it's over like five <laughs> yeah, feet, if it's just starts on to go concrete. In, he can walk on it, no problem.
1: It's tough when it's it's tough when it's moving. It's tough when there's like a lot of wave action. That's the Question? Yeah, like what
2: is the sur- like? Are you walking on the surface tension? Does it have traction?
1: Yeah, he can get he can get traction, but like you know, if it's as steep as like a steep wave, like if it, right. if he would have trouble walking up that, st- that steepness of a hill, uh-huh. then he's gonna have trouble on the water.
2: And it's so, moving.
1: Yeah. The moving doesn't bother him, but okay. So but
2: like, like ocean swells, like a, like a. We, I was, I was on the coast yesterday, and there was, there was quite a bit of
1: chop. It would be tough. He would get tired, the uh-huh. same way okay. you would get tired on a hike. Okay. Um. So you know.
2: Further it, question. Yeah. You fall down in the water. Yeah. Does the butt stay on top of it, or is that no. it? No. He goes in. Wow, So and
1: that's another really, thing. It's hard up. to climb back out onto the water again. Like once he's under. It's it's like falling out of a it's like falling out of a canoe like it's it's pretty tough to climb back out up, onto it.
2: Have you ever been in a ball pit
1: as yes. an adult? No, no, I've never been in a because
2: the physics change greatly. <laughs> I have never looked so helpless as trying to climb <laughs> out of a foam ball pit. There's there's nothing to grab onto. You can't because because you're heavy so you squish all the foam right the fuck down. And you can't get out. It's someone throw me a rope.
1: I was going to do a food I was going to do a food-based power, but uh, then Josh beat me to it and I was looking through the spreadsheet and I I know I've gotten a hard I've been given a hard time on water powers before, but you know, you know what?
0: No justifying of these powers. The powers are. You got to own them move along. Malcolm Eller, if Malcolm has an object in his left hand, he can <laughs> then duplicate it in his right hand. <laughs> so I mean, if he was that's holding like to wealth, like a sure. like a croissant in his left hand, he'd have one also in his right hand. Question. Yeah. Is it a direct clone of the first? So say, for example, you have a
2: dollar bill, yep. and then you have the other dollar bill. Does that dollar bill have the same serial number and therefore is
0: counterfeit?
1: Excellent question. Mm-hmm. Answer you. that question.
0: Connor. Yes, because it's a direct clone. <laughs> so he'd want to do more of a bullion thing. Right, yeah. Or mm-hmm. just a gold
1: but then, bar. But, it, but then, Josh, if he floods the market, he could destabilize entire world economies. I think he's got to do like a, a Goldfinger thing and irradiate Fort Knox yeah. first.
2: I mean but that could be the pl- that could be what he's hired out for- to do.
1: What if the thing he's touching what if it's being a radiation like what if it's something that is like physically hurting him like a radioactive yeah. sure. element? He
0: could he could duplicate it just to, he I don't know why he would want to. It's voluntary. Like, it doesn't like just a, No no like a, lit
1: just, ma- like a lit match.
0: It's voluntary. He he he, okay. he makes it happen.
1: Can he what if he's holding something in his right hand can he delete it from all of existence by uncopying it? <laughs> That's
0: a whole other power. <laughs> that's not... His brother. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's Steve, his brother, <laughs> yeah. Steve Eller. <laughs> it's, which he doesn't like his power as much. So, got, yeah,
1: so, so, Connor, you know I'm obsessed with water. If, if he's got his hand in a pool, yeah. can he duplicate the pool, or does he just duplicate the amount of water that's the in The amount of hand? water in his hand.
2: Okay. That's in the palm of his hand. Okay, so machinery.
1: Sure. He's got a...
0: Anything. He's got an iPhone. He can get a new iPhone? Yep. An, um, an umbrella, but it's, but but it's a it's clone deployed. of the one he's got, so if there's a problem with the one he's got, the new one has that problem as well. Right, but he could just switch out the SIM card and there sure. he's good. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: No, I think you just – I'll go ahead and, and you clone it the second you get a new iPhone and then put the new one – put one of them in a drawer. And then you just got to keep – What can you make a clone of a cloned object?
0: Sure, but then you end up in a multiplicity situation where things get...
1: Does it get dumber each <laughs> genera- generation? <though>? <laughs> <laughs> I remember multiplicity. Keeps, How like, dare it, you?
0: It really likes pizza, though. Oh, uh-huh. I love
2: that movie. I could keep going with these questions for quite some time, but I won't. Instead, we're going to talk about Josh Zoll. And if you happen to be in Josh's immediate, let's say, a 10-foot radius, he keeps you hydrated. You're no worries. are
0: just, you're just always hydrated.
2: Yeah, per- perfectly... <laughs> naturally, the right level of hydration is no headaches. You can go up to altitude or in deserts. It's uh, an area of effects. It power. Is,
1: yeah. This does mean that Deezer irons can walk on Josh. <laughs> no, no, it's not. What? No, he does. He's hydrated. He's hydrated enough. It's water. It's water power. That's just.
2: Wow. Keep you hydrated,
0: though. <laughs> I've been That's trying to drink so, enough so, water, so there's no you hangover. There's think. no hangover with uh, when you when, no. when you go out drinking with Josh. You don't get hung over. <laughs> No. Well,
1: what's keep the, close. What's the, like if the, you don't in th-
0: sleep in the same room as him, you're still going to wake up dehydrated. Well, no. If, you, the, if uh, you stay hydrated while you're drinking, you won't get hungover.
1: Oh, the, that's the question. All right. So how close does it work? Like,
0: it's oh, ten, 10 feet.
1: 10 feet. It's so the ba- so I, I'm near him. I'm well hydrated. Now I've got to pee, but the bathroom is 20 feet away. When I leave the radius of the influence and I'm maybe not perfectly hydrated anymore, do I still need to pee?
0: Yes. Does he
2: remove the hydration being or does it No, there's no hydration gets removed, but the but the topping up effect stops. Okay. I see. Okay. Do we
0: have time for one or should we not
2: do this next one?
0: Let's do the email. We've gone long. It's the end of the year. We've gone on a lot of tangents. Let's knock out an email for the people. Scott says. <laughs> Scott God. says.
2: Hmm. Why is it so many- <laughs> why is it so many business folks that love comics and want to publish them start yet another comic company rather than partnering with an existing company and a related follow-up question, How are the smaller publishers staying in business with the market as saturated as it is? Uh,
0: from the mouths of babe, Scott. Well, <laughs> go on. I mean, Why would a business? So let's say you're rich businessman X, and you want to make comics. You're not going to go to Marvel. No, Marvel's not going to do anything with you. They don't care about you. Right. Uh, Also, you want to be in charge because you're a rich businessman X, and you you clearly have a vision for what you're doing. So that means you're not going to go to another company. I mean, I mean, to me, the answer is is it's it's about IP. They
2: want to. They're hoping to create something that catches on and then endlessly creates revenue. And they don't I want mean, to do uh, that with anybody else. That's why. And they think they can. Isn't,
1: isn't Valiant getting a movie with Vin Diesel now? Like, Yeah, they've, had, movie, they've had
0: movies in development for a while. Or at least 10 years. Uh, not 10 years. At least, yeah, at least almost 10 years. Yeah. It's really about someone thinks they can do something and they have, they have the means to try. They're, they're not going to just go hand it to another company. They're going to do it themselves. And also, if
2: somebody has the means to do something, they've looked at a literally 100% failure rate and said no me this right. time i can do this it's not 100% it's 99% though it's you know and and even that even the successes you know even your you know scott Pilgrim's success does not last indefinitely right you know so and i always wonder about that stuff like a company that does a lot of stuff has one pretty big success and then you know 5 years later
0: are they back to where they were until they find a new thing it's it's very well, yeah, I mean, no one knows except for the, how their finances work. But that's why you got ten versions of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But it, it is a weird – uh, to me, it always feels like if you've done your due diligence,
2: it is a weird business to think that it's worth investing in. I, and
1: yeah, I, I mean, I take, – take But you could say <laughs> that about a lot, the restaurant industry. Yeah.
2: Sure. Well, there's romance involved. I think that's a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people are – I mean – Lion Forge is a good example because you, you mentioned Oni Press. They came along, uh, I don't know what five years ago, like and that. I didn't give them much chance. But here they are. They they purchased Oni Press and they have a, carved out a small niche of what, of, for what they are focusing on. But I don't know what their finances are like. And they, I know that the guy in charge is a billionaire, so I don't know how much of it he's he's he's, he's paying for out of his pocket versus how much. That, They're existing on their own revenue or not. No one knows but the people who run the company. So it's hard to say how they stay in business because, you know, the market's like right. Also, people make money in ways you don't necessarily know. Like sure, Dark Horse makes most of his money on art books or video games, not for the comics Mm -hmm. they put out on Wednesday. They stay afloat by doing projects for other companies.
2: I also think the amount of money invested is relative. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, so if you're talking about a guy who is a billionaire and he's like, I want to do a comic book company, he doesn't care. Like it's it's just another. That is how it how business works. Is you know you you make an investment, you take a shot on it. That you you, you judge your risk, and it might be that the outlay of cash of supplying a small comic book company for ten years isn't such a big deal. Surrounding her. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely possible. Do, do you know if I'm trying to remember if Cross Gen did it? Did it like wipe out Elise or did it not even matter?
0: I don't remember. No one really knows. But yeah, it's true. There, there's always, I mean, th- all these companies are staying in business somehow. Mm-hmm. The, we, but you don't know well, the answer unless you're working. There's a lot
2: of businesses, not just comics, that are staying in business somehow. Right. <laughs> M- mean, most businesses. Yeah, this all. Like, well, you're a huge company. You should have money. I was like that's no, not how companies work.
1: <laughs> I mean, does, you guys might know this more than I would, but how big a difference has digital distribution made in the cost of of trying to make comics? You're not worried about having an actual print run. It doesn't ma-
0: the, the, the 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 main the most of the cost of comics is still the creators. Okay. Yeah. So it's there no matter what your distribution model is. Yeah, that's, it's overhead. That's, a, that's what Staff. people complain about cost of digital comics they don't understand is it's still you got to pay the people who make the books and the, if you want good people on they're expensive and no matter how you're distribu- distributing them. And then the, and the mar- the digital market plateaued at about ten percent of the market and. You ended up with a uh, with a billion digital books in your in your in your digital store, and it's even harder to find good stuff when you're. You know, mm-hmm. it's all digital. Didn't really solve uh, problems. Yeah,
2: it. not it, to mention the massive competition from piracy still, right. which we, no one talks about anymore. But it's still uh, a, no,
1: it was uh, it was going around on Twitter this week yeah. or last week. Um, made made the rounds because a creator looked up how much their indie book had been. I can't I can't remember the creator. I'm not trying to protect any names or anything. Looked up how many. This McKeever. Yeah, their digital book had, had been pirated, and it was a depressingly high number—like high enough that it would be a top-tier book if, the
2: well, sort of people. Buy the it. other side of that is, just because somebody pirated doesn't mean they read it.
1: That is true.
0: So yeah, so that is so that's that's there's a lot of unknowns in your answer, Scott. But there's that those are some discussion points.
1: But the main the main answer to the question is why wouldn't they partner with somebody? And it's ego.
0: But also, like Josh walks into Marvel and says, "Hey, I got a lot of money. I want to make comics for you." They're gonna go, "How did you get in here?" They don't care. Uh, Honestly, uh, Connor and I work for a company and did that. Didn't go well. Yeah, they don't care. They've got they've got they're they're fine. They're doing their thing. They're good. Yeah
1: they will do they will do like corporate team ups sure so like I remember there was they, a thing with they North get paid Drummond for that having, yeah exactly but they're like not, there was a thing with like having a comic book yeah. so
0: you know you can go to Marvel and if you if you're LeBron James you can go to Marvel and say hey I want to make a comic book they'll do that if LeBron pays them but they're not going to set up an imprint line because of billionaire X wants to make comics he's got to do that on his own they don't give a shit. contactfanboy.com that's where you can write in like Scott <laughs>
1: you do give a shit, Right in.
0: <laughs> so uh, real quick, as we reach the end of the year, we've got a couple weeks left for the holidays. If you want to help the show out, there's a couple of places. Patreon.com slash is the most direct way. As we mentioned before, you get lots of perks, and there's stretch goals and all kinds of fun things happening there. iFanboy.threadless.com is our t-shirt store. If you want to get your grandfather a t-shirt that says G-Dad on it, because he's a G-Dad, you can do that at that <laughs> store. iFanboy.com uh, slash support. If, where I, you make if I had a grandfather, I would do that noise to him a lot. And at com slash Amazon, you can find our books for the Booksplode shows and a general link for shopping. And we thank everyone who does all those things to help keep our fanboy going and keep the lights on. And we do appreciate that. Thank you very much. And let's wrap the show up. Do it. The
2: Booksplode we just released, Fantastic Four Behold Galactus, Marvel Select Edition, where Connor and I read uh, three different Fantastic Four slash Galactus stories by Stan and Jack and Stan and John and John and himself.
0: That was super fun. So fun. That was a good. One.
2: It was. It was apparent immediately when I started reading how fun it was, and then when you reported back and said the same thing, I was like, "I'm right. Then it is fun. <laughs> it goes to that show. I think that's that's really. You know, I haven't read those books, man. This is this is not. It's we're not at the daredevil. It's. I think it's as important to read as the um the born again stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't think we were as crazy about it as that, but it's it was there was there was joy. It's been a lot of joy in the book explodes lately. That's what I think. Connor, uh, catch us up on the holiday schedule quickly, and then then we'll we'll move on out.
0: Okay, so if you're listening to this show as it comes out, and you're a patron, our December patron hangout or one hour of nonsense is tonight, the usual time. Check patreon.com slash for details. Next week is episode seven twelve. That's our last regular show of the year that comes out on December eighth. That's our last pick of the week show. The week after that will be. December 15th, and our all media spectacular will come out then. And then the following week, either the 21st, or the 22nd, somewhere around there, will be our Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker show. And then we're off all shows until January 12th. The return of the pick of the week, episode 713, will be that day. So that's the holiday schedule. Ryan, tell people about your show.
1: I do a show called Science Sort of. We talk about science. Not the episode that's about to come out, but the episode after that, I will have my uh, third interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Third nice. time having him on the show. Always good to chat about what's going on in his world. You know, he, I, I look down at the dirt. I'm a paleontologist. He looks up at the stars. We talk about it.
2: Well, that's all right. We will not have any scientists on this show other than you. So
1: uh, I accept.
0: You're, you're that's our that's a hard rule in the, in the charter. I appreciate True. that. No scientists.
1: <laughs> I want to be your on-call paleontologist, and that applies to all the iFan base too. Follow me on Twitter. I will be your on-call paleontologist.
2: Whoa, that's that's nuts. that's that could. Wait, wait though. <laughs> Are you telling me that the Pachycephalosaurus? Yes, I am saying. I'll, so, I'll you know, tell you
1: about Pachycephalosaurus. I,
2: I know you will. I know. I've I hesitate even finishing the word. You
1: did a fantastic job. Thank you. I
2: have little boys, so. <laughs> Lots of books.
1: Head over to ifanboy. dot com to
2: find all of our podcasts. You know, a lot of people listening just ate a dinosaur this week. They sure did. Find out what the pick is before the show comes out uh, by liking facebook. dot com slash ifanboy and following at ifanboy on Twitter or at ifanboy comics on Instagram, where you will not see it this week. But the best of the week in panels would be and another stuff that we find that's cool, such as an amazing panel from a Captain America issue mm-hmm. uh, where he decided to be a comic book artist. Yes, from Three decades ago, but uh, you can follow us individually on uh, at uh, at Kilpatrick and at J on Instagram. And where's Ryan? Ryan, has oh, it on Instagram. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. I'll cover it myself.
0: And finally, if you like the show, please leave us a review or star rating wherever you listen to podcasts Apple Muse, Apple Podcasts, or Apple whatever Apple shows. I don't know what they are. Apple World. Or whatever whatever your aggregator is, if you can leave us a review or rating that, that helps people find podcasts, we do appreciate that. Even better than that is to tell your friends about the show if you think they'll like it. We hope you played it during your holiday celebrations in the United States. We hope you, you we accompanied you during your dinner, during your drive. That's all we ask for, really. Help us spread the love, even if your table is full of hate.
1: <laughs> Hating dinosaurs. Hate and dinosaur. So until
0: next week, our final pick of the week show of the year. Ryan, thanks for joining us. We wanted to make sure we had you on before the year was out.
1: Yeah, it was always fun to do one with both you, Jim Oaks, instead of just one Jim Oak.
0: Until next week, I'm Connor. I had a side table of hate.
2: I had a like the kids like, table. <laughs> yeah, it was like the card table of hate.
1: <laughs> you kept the dinosaur on the main table. I yeah, wonder- no. That's-